0: So the soft decision yesterday, uh, surprising analysts, the markets, keeping that uh, repo rate on hold? Yes, you know, it seems as though my soft crystal ball is indeed broken. You no, know, no, I no, you should just shine at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> What we saw at the July MPC meeting, you know, expectations were for an unchanged decision and the Saab decided to cut rates. And then yesterday we expected them to, to cut rates again and they, in fact, decided to, to refrain from further reducing interest rates. Um, but that said, it was a very close call. Um, the Saab governor indicated um, after reading the statement that uh, three members voted in favor of an interest rate cut and three, uh, voted for a decision to hold. And ultimately, after they debated this voting, they decided to to refrain from further reducing interest rates for now. Um, The outcome was a bit confusing to the markets. Um, If we look at the statement that the SAR provided, it was fairly balanced. Um, We've mentioned through the course of the week as well that underlying fundamentals uh, are all pointing to scope for easing. We've got... Benign inflation and we've got weak growth and the RAND is still relatively resilient. But the Saab is evidently ultra cautious and they are still concerned about a p- possible negative fallout that um, further credit rating downgrades could have on the RAND. And also they flagged ongoing political, um, you know, political turmoil, if you want, as a factor that could be negative for the RAND. And of course, um, this caution Surrounding the rand outlook um, means that they are worried that this could have an impact on inflation. Um, another factor which they they flagged as, as a possible rand uh, rand risk is that we are seeing a shift in in this. The stance from major developed market central banks, uh, where they are moving towards uh, monetary policy normalization, meaning that they are trying to lift rates off those um, record lows. And this is something that uh, could be a catalyst for um, an exodus from capital markets, which, of course, would also be rent bearish. So th- these are all factors that the Saab um concerned about at present. Uh, but we are still of the view that the bank is maybe slightly behind the curve in lowering interest rates. We think that um, the risks are still there, that CPI could surprise quite significantly to the downside through the course of the next six months. And if the scenario does play out, then, uh, you know, there is still room that the SOAB could potentially lower interest rates um, through the next couple of um, months, and that they might be forced to, to turn more aggressively dovish, dovish than they are at present. So it's all going to hinge on what the inflation um, numbers tell us through the course of the next couple of months. So let's hope that inflation ultimately does surprise to the downside that we can see some relief to consumers from more interest rate cuts from the Reserve Bank. Well, from your mouth to Lese Chahaniacho's ears and uh, we move on. How did the Rand respond to all of that, Jana? So, Zakina, as I said, the markets were slightly confused by this outcome, and and it was evident across um, all major markets in South Africa. The RAND uh, appreciated uh, quite sharply in response to the outcome of the the decision, and um, it's now consolidating the US back around the 1326 mark after testing levels as high as 1340 yesterday um, in yesterday's session. And underlying fundamentals still suggest that uh, the currency has the ability to retain some resilience even though we have seen uh, this sell-off through the course of the past two weeks or so. And um, maybe just to highlight a few of these fundamentals that we're talking about, Uh, we've got a positive trade account balance, uh, which means that demand for external um, financing is very low. So dollar demand is not as aggressive as it used to be in the past. We've got the current account deficit that is narrowing. And... um, Maybe also just to mention that we've already had quite a lot of bad news uh, priced into the RAND. And while, um, you know, this is something that that investors are are well aware of, international investors, um, they preemptively price in in negative news. And in terms of what this negative news is, um, we, of course, refer to the uh, so-called political noise flow. Now, uh, while underlying fundamentals of the RAND still suggest that uh, the currency uh, can manage to retain some resilience. Um, this noise flow, political noise flow, cannot be ignored. And unfortunately, it is something that that could hamper the currency's ability to strengthen significantly. But overall, we are not, uh, we're not bearish on the rand. We think that the currency... Um, could possibly trade in a relatively stable fashion through the course of the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, yes, so so not not too much bad news in terms of, of the rand. And Yana, main focus on uh, the international markets ahead of the weekend is of course the OPEC meeting today. Should we expect oil to rally further? So as you know, um, oil has been a hot topic recently. We saw Brent food rallying to levels uh, last thing back in April. It's hovering ever closer to around $57 a barrel. And uh, today's OPEC meeting, uh, the focus there will be on whether or not uh, they will extend those supply cuts uh, beyond March next year. Uh, Now, the market is is, is a a bit uncertain about exactly what the outcome could be. There are still some OPEC members which... um, have been excluded from initial supply cut deals. And they would like to see whether or not um, OPEC members across the board will be included in this uh, possible extension of the deal and also whether they will be able to, to implement deeper output cuts than what we have already seen. So... I think in order for oil to, to, to rally further off off current levels, we possibly need to mm-hmm. see a very strong um, message from OPEC that they are committed to, to further reducing um, current supply levels and that um, the output the cuts will not necessarily just be extended, but they, that they will be more pronounced than what they are at present. Now. We need to consider another factor as well in terms of oil market developments, and that is, of course, what is happening in terms of of dynamics in the U.S. Because the U.S. is also a prominent producer uh, globally, and what we see there is that oil stockpiles are still quite high, and this is a factor that can can cap uh, topside momentum for oil. And also, U.S. output in plummeting in recent weeks, and this this is a result of rising prices. Now, how it works in the U.S. is with shale production in the U.S. is much easier to stop and start. So as oil prices increase, there are more producers that bring production online, which then, of course, um, ramps up production, and that's a factor that that then, again, caps topside momentum um, on oil prices. So there's a host of factors to consider um, in terms of of oil market dynamics, Uh, but for the time being, it's very difficult to see that oil can rally much further off their current levels as Firstly, we would have to see OPEC um, cut production more significantly, in my view. And then also, we've got uh, producers in the U.S. coming back online as prices are rallying. So I think we could possibly see um, a, you know, a oil prices top out around current levels uh, through the course of the next couple of weeks. Well, Jana, you have yourself a great weekend. And thank you so much. Jana van Dievet is the Head of Financial Markets at ETM Analytics.